0: guys, it's been a very tough week for me. My biological father just lost his job as the number one rated cable news host in the entire world. And Papa Tuck did so much to call out other Tuckers like Dylan Mulvaney, who has tucked his thing so much he now calls it a Barbie pouch. It was my biological father who played these clips of my favorite girl boss, Dylan. It was Tucker who taught me everything I've ever known. If it wasn't, for the golden brown swooping locks, as well as his authentic and uni- unique style, I wouldn't be the man you see today. Some people, like my favorite big booty Latina, AOC, are celebrating this as a victory because she was able to de platform the number one enemy of the lame stream media, as well as the enlarged hearted liberals that view his show just as much as conservatives do. But Tucker will make AOC. Eat those words when he becomes number one again. The opportunities are deep for Tucker, and he will be left with a tough decision to go the Glenn Beck route and start his own media company like The Blaze, or if he wants to work for another mainstream outlet, or maybe creating his own show with the studios he already has in place. All of this will be left to be seen, but I assure you all that my Emmy Award winning father will rise again like a phoenix out of the ashes of Fox News because now they're basically just CNN squared. Let's be real, Tucker was the only host on that network who really pushed the envelope by speaking the truth and calling out inconsistencies of the government. But unfortunately, that caused Fox to lose a $787 million lawsuit with Lord knows who what kind of backroom stipulations the network has to follow. Was my dad a casualty of this massive lawsuit? Maybe. Right now, the only people that know that are my dad, Fox News, as well as the legal counsel of Dominion. But have no worries whatsoever because I may have to start smoking crack like Hunter Biden because you never know if my dad. He might decide to run for president. Can you imagine Hunter Biden and I being back-to-back presidential sons? That would be so dope. And I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to hanging out with Ukrainian energy executives while freebasing cocaine with weird-looking prostitutes. All I have left to say is this. You ain't seen nothing yet from the Carlson clan. We about to go to the White House and get more buckwild than Michael and Obama did. I love you, Daddy Tuck. Please, finally submit a semen sample to me so I can once and for all prove to the haters that you are my biological father. I love you, Dad and we all got your back i'm so fly, I'm line
1: with the plane my grind so refine i got no time for no games ask yourself why would i make time for you lames costs, costs, yeah,
0: ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages welcome to prime time with alex Stein. i'm your host out of 100 stay in And tonight we have a great show for you this evening. We have uh, probably the most famous plumber on all of Twitter, DC Drano, and then we also have, uh, you know, the kingpin of Rebel News, uh, Ezra Levant. But I want to welcome on the most special guest that I probably ever got to have, at least one of the most spiritual guests that we've ever had. A guy that's gonna get into the woo-woo, I like to call it, you know, the weeds. The one, the only, you've seen him on TimCast, Ian Crossing.
2: Thank you for having me, Alex, it was my pleasure.
0: Well, you know, I really appreciate you being here. I know that you're very busy. You're on one of the biggest podcasts on all of YouTube. So I invited you here because hopefully I can get some sort of attention from Tim and get some clout from it. So how do you feel about that? Like, do you feel that you've gotten a lot of clout since you've become the co-host of the show?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, legitimately, I went from like 500 followers on Twitter to like (laughs) 90,000. So, you know, we use each
0: other uh, as stepping stones to uh, accomplish great things. And I want to start off the show by saying this, is that Tim said one of the best compliments about you is that, I'm not going to go into the weeds, but he just said that he had other issues with people and that even when the haters hated on you, even when they hated on you, they said, oh, I don't like you," or I don't like this, I don't like that. You stayed true to yourself and you won them over. And he said that from his own mouth and he really appreciates that. I, I had the fortunate fortune of training
2: in 2006 and 7. I started YouTube then. So I went through the kind of that arc of going from no one knows who you are to having like a 10,000 people l- screaming your name kind of thing. Yeah. It was like 5,000 people, but it was enough to be like, oh God, what is this reality? And I had to learn that you don't take it personally. The good things they say about you or the bad things, it's not about you. They're expressing their own thing and they're using you as like this foreign object to kind of get their own venting out.
0: Well, and it's awesome that you've had that success because, you know, my uh, producer is a guy named... uh Jimmy, and he's, I mean, he's really borderline autistic. He's a great guy. graduated from Princeton. I'll tell you a million times, but I want him to get some clout. I'm trying to grow his page. Yeah, he texted me. He did? Okay, good. Well, maybe, hopefully, Jimmy, you can kind of watch Ian and learn something from him tonight. and Maybe you can learn how to become, you know, a better co-host, co-producer, or just even co-talent. How about that, Jim? Before we get too deep, I wanted to talk about these Jesus candles. Yeah, because you kind of look like Jesus. You're kind of like Tim cast Jesus. That's freakish. I know, and actually, before I get into this, I actually want to... uh, uh, I, if you guys see this, this is actually 9 and 10. That's what these these uh, little trinkets say. They say 9 and 10 because this is actually symbolic of the... Oh God, can you see the 10? This is the last date before the world, before the New World Order started. So nine eleven. Oh, was Oh, yeah, I remember so, that day. Yeah, so 9-11 is a pretty popular day, a yeah. pretty well-known day. Where were you on 9-11? I was... In- in uh, freshman math with uh, Miss um, uh, Colpon, she was my algebra two teacher, and she was like four hundred pounds, and she would always smell like roast beef. Did she? Was she like, "Hey, the buildings got hit"? She actually came in. I remember very clearly. She's like, "I think like a little like plane ran into the building." Like at first, she thought it was like a prop plane. She hadn't seen. And then uh, we come to find out that it was a lot more than that, and it was a bunch of guys in a cave with Osama bin Laden. But before we get into Osama bin Laden, I got to get to uh, this ad read real quick. We got to pay the bills, you know, here at the Blaze. This show is is not free ninety nine. So if you guys are you know interested in what the heck was, oh
3: my God, what the heck, dude? Who are you? Get off me! Get off
1: me! Ow! 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 Get my face! My face! Who are you? Who are you? Help me! Listen, Security. Listen. You stop picking on Jimmy. My man Jvt over there. You hear me? I will. Stop picking on him. Please let me go. I will. I
3: will.
1: Please. Alex, I had to teach you a lesson. Sorry, Jimmy. What's going on? I'm sorry. I don't believe.
0: I'm sorry, Jimmy. Call me Jvt. What's going on? I'm Jvt. Oh my god. Oh my god. What's going on?
4: Alex, I had to teach you a lesson. Okay, I'm sick of the physical abuse and the emotional abuse where you're not calling me by my proper name. You're bigger than me, but Danny's a lot bigger than you. So I had to send a message and hire this muscle-bound
1: freak.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Jimmy. I will never... Oh, JBT!
1: Oh my God! Listen to me.
0: Yes, I'm sorry.
1: Don't make me come back.
0: Okay, all right, Daddy. <laughs> oh God, Daddy! Oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, JBT. I'll never call you Jimmy Whoa. ever.
1: Thank you. Ever again. Thank you.
0: Oh my back is <laughs> in so much pain. Oh, it hurts. My vertebraes are all messed up.
4: Hey, Alex, get up and do the ad read. We have bills to pay. Okay.
1: All right. You know All right. what? I've been really rude. Danny, oh. nice to meet
2: you. Yeah, I'm good to see you, dude. Don't
1: make me come back. All
0: right. Hey, thank you, Danny. Really appreciate it. All right. Uh, uh. <whistles> Inflation. Now oh, my back is so, so bad. Inflation has consequences. As the Fed raises issues, it's, it's out of control government spending. Long term bonds have diminished the value on my back, <laughs> crippling banks. Depositors are holding their breath. (laughs) And investors are bailing on bank stocks. Diversification has never been more important. And the recent surge in gold prices (laughs) is directly tied to the extreme market volatility right now. This is why gold has historically been a great hedge against the stock market and against inflation. (laughs) Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold Group. It makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. my back, my back, Jimmy. Text Alex 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert your existing IRA or 401k that's tied to a volatile market into an IRA in physical precious metals. I can't breathe, it's hurting. I think my lungs... (laughs) Right. Gold, and, I'm, I'm fine. gold and silver are the best part. It's tax-sheltered. I hate taxes. Oh, my mic? Where's my mic? Oh, they can't hear me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Text Alex to 989898 to claim your free logo on gold today with an A-plus rating with Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews. <laughs> Gold Gold's who can trust. It's who you can trust to protect your future. Text Alex to 9898. Did it? So, what are you going to do about the volatile stock market, Ian? Divesting.
2: <laughs> Thinking of crypto. Uh,
0: move. Yeah, I, haven't, I haven't bought any
2: rupees. Was it ruples? Like, yet, any yen? I don't have any yen in my portfolio. I don't have
0: any yen. I have a shit ton of yen. Yeah, I'm yeah. mainly in yen. I'm, like, one of the biggest yen pens. Yen star. Me. I'm a yen star, yes. But, honestly, I'm kind of worried about the devaluation of the yen, too, because I believe that they want us on a... Digital currency, and the fastest way to get us on that digital currency is a financial crash. So I believe that it's inevitable that it's gonna happen. And crypto is digital currency. Yes, but let's talk about this! Oh, my back is feeling better. Jimmy, where's the fentanyl? Where's the fentanyl? Where's the fentanyl? I got something perfect for this. Oh, okay, oh, oh. oh hey, let me just take the pain away. this is, this is just, we just, this is, oh, okay, all right. All right, things are getting a little better now. Oh, that feels so good when that, when the dragon gets in your vein. And your eyes dilate and you just feel mm, like you're on a warm beach eating ice cream with a Filipino prostitute. All right, let's bring on our next guest. Uh, He's a Canadian conservative political activist and commentator, author, and founder of Rebel News Network. Please welcome on Ezra Levant. Ezra.
3: I feel I feel like I'm in grave danger right now. I feel like I've been signed up for something that I'm unqualified for, and I'm genuinely scared.
0: Yeah, and that's probably a good feeling because, honestly, my producer just paid a professional wrestler to come in here and throw a trash can on me, and now I feel like I might have a punctured lung or some sort of vertebrae injury. But
3: the show- I was told I was going to be talking to Dontarius, and I don't see him. I feel like... Ezra, don't leave! Like it was a bait and switch. It was. We told you Donnie was going to be here, and
0: Don Terrius he he had a parole violation, and we can't get him out of jail because he accidentally sleeping with one of the
3: prison guards. So it's like this long thing. Yes, he, he, I don't know why all these women you sleep going, with him. I heard you were visiting him in the conjugal trailer, and that that was a very non-standard meeting. But you know, you threatened them with some transgender. Uh, Litigation and they just said just let him in.
0: Exactly. And I'm trans, so I'm allowed to go in as his wife. So they try to stop me. They say, Oh, you know, you have male genitalia. Well, so what? I'm a female. So Ezra, let's talk about that. <laughs> Justin Trudeau, Canada. Oh, and we had the fabulous Ian Crosson on. Ian, say hi to Ezra. I know you're very familiar with him from Tim Cass. But I'm telling you, tell us It'd about great the to cur- see you again. Tell us the current state of affairs in Canada right now. I mean, isn't it kind of dystopic that, you know, uh, every single person that parked their car uh, in Canada now is on some sort of list and they go and take all their cryptocurrency. I mean, it's almost kind of like a dystopian nightmare.
3: You know, to get serious for a minute, what you're saying is actually true. When you think about what did the truckers do? There was no violence at all. They didn't riot, they didn't have any firearms. They just honked their horns and they parked on the street past the, the time limit for parking. They literally committed no crime other than a parking violation. And in fact, when a judge ordered them to stop honking, they stopped honking. Imagine a tyrant who would throw a country under martial law for that. And you you mentioned seizing their bank accounts and seizing crypto accounts. On, on what basis? How did they come up with the list of 200, the first 200 people on the list? They just Googled different names of people they saw in the media. There, was, there wasn't even a police investigation. It was whoever the media said was out there. They contacted the banks and said, seize their account. There was no legal process. I mean, you'd think, I mean, there's, I wish there was a funny angle to it, but it's not. That really happened in Canada. I mean, that's not far away in Venezuela or someplace like that. That's your neighbors to the north.
0: No, and, and let's be honest. I mean, this sounds kind of uh, whatever, uh, anecdotal. But everybody in Canada is supposedly nice. But now I get the vibe that people in Canada are kind of mean. Is that is, is the is the I guess you know how we kind of have the Americanized version of Canada, or kind of like the South Park version? We think everybody's Canadian and funny and goofy, and some of the best comedians are from Canada. But now I don't feel like they're as lighthearted anymore. It seems like Canada is not the comedy happy mecca that it kind of used to give off the impression of being.
3: You know, I've had the pleasure of traveling to a lot of different places in America, and I think Americans are among the friendliest people in the world. Oh, I wow. mean, uh, they just are. Especially, I mean, especially different regions. I mean, the South—they're—they're they're famous for that. Yes. For example, Canadians have always had a self-righteousness. Oh, we're nicer than Americans. We're better than Americans. I think that's a smugness, not niceness. And I think the mask fell a little bit. I'm not saying Canadians aren't nice people. There's a lot of nice Canadians. But the mask fell a bit, it slipped, and we saw the true nature. It's a kind of gaslighting. Here's what I mean. Justin Trudeau said he's a civil libertarian. He's the Liberal Party, after all. Yeah. But he brought in martial law that we didn't even use during 9-11. Trudeau says he's a male feminist, but he admitted he sexually assaulted a woman named Rose Knight in Creston, B.C. Trudeau says he's, you know, for harmony between the races, and he'll call you racist, but he dressed up in blackface so often He said he lost count of how many times. And that wasn't just something he did as a teenager. He did it in his teens, his 20s, and his 30s. Like, it was his go-to gag. He had, like, a tickle trunk with with the gear in there. Like, he did blackface so often he had, like, a kit that he would bring out for special occasions. So, I mean, he's the master of gaslighting. So that goes to your point. Are Canadians nice? Well, I mean, Trudeau pretends he's nice and polite company but underneath it he's a bit of a he's a bit of a bully.
0: Yeah, and you made a really good point though when you talk about Justin Trudeau how how weird is that? I mean, listen, we like to play around, put on costumes, do a skit or something. But the fact that he actually talks about that he had all these costumes, he was like a costumier almost. Wasn't that part of his excuses that he just loved? he's like, oh, "I just love to play dress up and wear costumes. Like that's just very and I'm an odd person, so I can call an odd person an odd for per- an oddball because I'm so a peculiar." He is an oddball. And like I said, I don't even care about the freaking, you know, the blackface. I know he was doing it, probably not in a racist way, but now it is a racist. So so it's kind of like this weird thing is I don't want to like demonize him and give him cancel culture for that, even though he would do it to another person if they wore blackface. Okay, let's talk about this. Now let's get another serious topic because we, we only have you for a short time. What about all of these, we talk about all of these Native Americans, and I don't know, this is probably a very conspiratorial thing where they say that there's, Hundreds of thousands, there's been different numbers of these children that were at these, uh, what what kind of schools were they called? Uh, I forget what they were called, but they are like a boarding school?
3: Yeah, I mean, they were Native Indians, or as they're now called, Indigenous people, and just like in the United States. And so over 100 years ago, they set up these residential schools where they would take these Aboriginal kids and put them in school, teach them English, teach them modern skills. The The boys were taught farming and, and ranching and things like that. And the girls were taught sewing and gardening and things like that. It was really skills training, but there was a racial hue to it. Like, uh, one of the architects said, we want to get the Indian out of these kids. So, you know, there was, it was a, sounds like eugenics, take these indi- indigenous kids and make them more british i guess now i happen to know two people who went to these schools because they were only shut down about 30 years ago one of them is a senior lawyer and he says to me ezra if i didn't go to that residential school there was no way i would be who i am today it taught me the western way he he loved it and I, i talked to another guy. His whole family went there and and one of the accusations is that these kids were sexually assaulted. I think that happened at any boarding school. Yep. The second guy I know who he said, no one in his family ever heard of that. So I'm not, I'm not defending these, but I'm saying there are a lot of indigenous kids for whom these were good things and their families, some of the families wanted their kids to go there. Now other families, they, they said it was like their kids were kidnapped. So I'm not here to condemn them or to praise them. I'm just saying different kids had different experiences there. These schools were shut down. That's probably a good thing. But I I don't think it's right just to call them all this racist institution that destroyed kids. I don't think it did destroy all those kids.
0: And Ezra, let me get your opinion on this. You see libs of TikTok when you see all these teachers are basically uh, open i sorry, excuse me, I got a little uh, fentanyl in my throat. They're basically like open uh, child groomers now, so I imagine that sounds crazy. They were probably grooming children back in the day, uh, and I know that sounds crazy, but that happens at a, at a big Christian camp here in Texas called Canica. So I'm just saying, uh, predators are opportunistic, so that's why they sometimes will go into teaching. So one of these schools could have been bad, there could have been a predator there, but to call them all bad is probably not accurate.
3: I think the reason why these schools are so uh, condemned these days is because they had an express purpose of take these indigenous kids and westernize them and, and give them a culture that was not native to them. And I can see that people would, would find that colonialistic. And, and I'm not here to say they didn't do that. But I, I think, again, in this one lawyer, I'm not going to say his name, he said it was the best thing that ever happened to him and he would have been lost without it. I don't know, it was a a different time, and we can condemn those folks and knock down the statues of, like the founder of Canada, John A. Macdonald. They're tearing down his statue. That would be like tearing down the statue of George Washington. I think it's coming. I mean, if these folks had slaves, if they didn't use politically correct language, they're gonna be deracinated. They're gonna be obliterated from history. You know, there was something that the old Roman emperors did. They, if there was someone that they hated so deeply, they would destroy any busts of them. They would destroy any mosaics of them. It was called damnatio memoriae, to condemn the memory of people and try and erase them completely from history. And obviously we don't know if it worked, because if it worked we wouldn't know someone was erased from history. I'm worried that we're doing like what the Taliban did, destroying those statues. We are destroying anyone and anything from the past that's not exquisitely politically correct by today's standards. It's literally
0: like George Orwell in 1984 where they got rid of everything. I mean, that's that's uh, come to life. Okay, last question. So uh, you know, I think the government or the people that are in power, they use predictive programming. I almost think that Canada is probably the global leader, even though America is the leader in globalism, quote unquote, because I guess we're probably one of the most powerful countries. But I think that the beta program for the new world order is being tested in Canada now. So what do you think about the new world order?
3: I think Canada is deep into the World Economic Forum, for example. Our Deputy Prime Minister is a trustee on the Board of Governors of the World Economic Forum. Her name is Christia Freeland. Her job before becoming an MP, she was George Soros' <laughs> authorized biographer. Uh, Trudeau's first big foreign visit was to the World Economic Forum where he met Soros. I mean, the, these are not rumors. This is who he is. He's like Jacinda Ardern, the ex-New Zealand PM. Canada is like a laboratory of bad ideas that Americans should take as a cautionary tale, whether it's censorship, carbon taxes, globalism, gun control, you name it. Look to Canada as a warning, not as a manual, but as what to learn from to save yourselves.
0: Wow. You know, that's pretty deep. I know this is a dumb show, but we learned a lot. We learned about those bus. Say that again, where they kill the bus, when they uh, destroy all the bus. What's that called again? I want to remember that one.
3: Uh, uh, damnatio memoriae, it's damnatio? a Latin word for obliterating your enemies from history It would be like taking every picture of Obama or Clinton And just every photo has to be destroyed Every statue has to be destroyed Every law they ever passed has to be repealed To remove the memory, to damn the memory That's the literal translation That's what they're trying to do That's cancel culture in its original sense Damn the memory of people you don't like
0: the, origin, or the original cancel culture. Okay, so Ezra, great job with Rebel News. Everybody go and support Rebel News. They're one of the best independent media companies out there. They speak the truth. Everything they're reporting on COVID and the lockdowns and the pandemic really made me a diehard lifelong fan. So Ezra, keep up the good work. And, and, and before you go, tell the people how they can support you and find you.
3: Well, go to rebelnews.com, poke around. If you like what you see, you can sign up for our premium shows or chip into some of our campaigns. We're always crowdfunding a battle, usually involving free speech. So thanks for asking me that. You're the man, Ezra. I'll talk to you soon. Keep up the good work. And thank you for being a good sport and coming on. See
0: I love you, love you Ezra. My pleasure. Ian I love loves you, love you. Say goodbye. Sorry, I never, ever let my in-studio guests ask questions. It's too awkward. But tomorrow it's just Ian. But What is your favorite color? Yeah, what's your favorite? Oh, here, here. Actually, I actually have this. Let me ask you a riddle, okay? Um, what is always in front of you, but can't be seen?
3: Always in front of you, but can't be seen. I, I, I don't know. That's too tricky for me. The future.
0: Oh! Yeah, I know. It's a dumb riddle. Okay, Ezra, you're too smart for this show. You're the man. You just blew my mind, sir. Ah! All right. Talk to you soon, my friend. Have a good one.
1: Okay, guys.
0: All right. We got to pay the bills. If you want to buy the most pimp merch, make sure to go to pimponablampshop.com. That's right. You're going to get the best merch. You're going to get the pimp on a blamp shirt. You're going to get the plant-based pimp shirt. And we got new merch coming out very soon, so please go check it out. We'd really appreciate it. Oh man, my back is feeling a little better. But, you know, it's awkward. Tomorrow night, we're going to be able to have you. We don't have any online guests. So we can kind of more feature you. But it is hard. People always, you know, they don't necessarily like when I have the Skype guests and in-studio guests. We're trying to play with things. The show's new. So I appreciate you being a good I like support. listening. I think it improves the conversation of the others
2: when one, an outsider, can listen intently.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just still though,
2: dude. I want to get into the mind of Ian Crossley because yeah, I wanted to interrupt Ezra the whole time. Ezra, say you should have just been the interrupting. Romans, the fucking Romans talk about cancel. Yeah, talk culture. about the cancel. I feel like here. they built Christianity to cancel the Jews because Jesus was a Jew. He was the truest Jew, and they were like, "Yo, <laughs> he can become the next emperor if we let that guy roll." Yeah. So we got to stop this guy. So they came in, they killed him, and then they were like. Now we got to make sure that the Jews don't become so powerful and overthrow our empire. How can we do that? Let's start a
0: new religion. Let's get them to worship some guy, one of their own. Just So you think Christianity was an inside job, was a fake gimmick? That's no! A There's going to be people that are watching this right now. Let's see the chat. I didn't realize no, that. it's the hottest take. I know, that, that, that's a hot take. It's the wow. Romans, dude. They're like the most crazy, brutal, sadistic... Well, Uh, and they changed the calendar, too. I think the calendar was different than what, Augustus Caesar added August? What is it? the Julian
2: calendar? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They changed the
0: whole calendar. not
2: all the Romans, of course, all time, but the Roman Empire was like, wow, an empire? Really? That's, I don't uh, trust. You talk about cancel culture, like, I am very hesitant about that whole what happened, you know, I mean, with the whole building of Christianity. Like, because the second, the second... um, The Ten Commandments. The second commandment is you do not worship false idols.
0: You do not worship people. You don't worship things. Then the Romans were like, worship that guy. Well, it's funny you say that because in the Bible, Jeremiah 10, it actually talks about not cutting down a tree and adorning it with gold and silver. Have you ever heard of Jeremiah 10? No. Let me read Jeremiah 10 real quick. i got to pull it up. So in Jeremiah 10, it is, uh, let me show you this. Hold on. I'll read it for you. And then I want you to tell me, what does this sound like to you? If my internet would work here, JVT, did you reset the router? Do you want me to bring Danny back in? No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't want Danny. I don't want Danny. Okay, on your phone, can you pull up Jeremiah 10? I don't know why it's not coming up, but I want to read it because I want to ask Ian if, okay, here, I got it. 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 Jeremiah 10, hear what the Lord says to you, people of Israel. This is what the Lord says. Do not learn the ways of the nations or be terrified by signs in the heavens, though the nations are terrified by them. For the practices of the peoples are worthless. They cut a tree out of the forest and a craftsman shapes it with his chisel. They adorn it with silver and gold. They fasten it with hammer and nails so it will not totter. Like a scarecrow in a cucumber field, their idols cannot speak. They must be carried because they cannot walk. Do not fear them, they can do no harm, no, do no harm, nor can they do any good. So what does that describe? It sounds like he's talking about, like, lumberjacks. It's Christmas, dude, that's literally Christmas. So that's what they say, Christmas, in a way, is exactly the opposite of what we do. It literally, in the Bible, says not to cut down a tree. Not to worship a tree. Not to worship. It says, stuff. It literally says not to worship a tree. And this is why they like the fir tree, because the fir tree is the only tree that can grow in terrible conditions, no matter it's cold. So it's a tree of fertility. So it's a tree of sex. It's the boner tree. It's the, the
2: sex tree. Dude, have you seen the mushroom, the amanita muscaria? myth with the tree, the fir tree. It grows under these trees. It's like reindeer poop. Whoa, wait, things.
0: wait, The fir tree is the Christmas tree. So what is this? This grows. This is a
2: mushroom that grows under it's fir the, trees? Yeah, it's the Amanita Muscaria, the red and white mushroom. That's why Santa Claus wears red and white. This no! The shut
0: Muslim. up! Old shaman
2: would go out and they'd find these mushrooms and then they'd come back. They couldn't, because the snow was so high, they couldn't get into their yurt so they'd have to climb down the chimney to get inside. And they'd bring all these mushrooms. They'd hang them up above the fireplace to that night to dry them out <laughs> in the stockings.
0: And the next morning they'd all drink mushroom tea and trip balls and Merry Christmas! Wow, now that's a fun Christmas. Usually, it's just like my uncle getting drunk and hitting me a lot. Yeah, uh, how that times would Times have changed. I know, gosh. So, um, uh, I always ask every guest this: uh, What's you know? And I think that you're going to be open. What's one of your most traumatic uh, memories? In bit by a dog in the face, dude. That happened to me. I'm not even saying that. This is this is a joke. Like I know this is a jokey show, but actually, when I was a kid, this is a crazy story. And I know I guys, I say fibs, but actually. My dad is a bail Bonson. he had this woman that her name was Red and she always smoked cigarettes and she would babysit me and one day I grabbed all these cigarettes and I ate them. They had to rush me to the hospital, pump my stomach with charcoal and then when I left the hospital, I went to pet a dog and got bit by it. Where would you get bit? Like on the face, like Dang. on the neck. So you did too, but I was yeah. young. I was like barely remembering. I was like I was six and terrible. I didn't know it was on the ground, little dog eating
2: a bone, chewing a bone. So I got real close and I was like, ooh, and it just came up and got my face, ripped my nose open, just kind of tore the skin down. And I was like, oh, bloody face, running home to my mom, and then she took me to the hospital, and I got stitched up. Um, and uh, I was, like, afraid of dogs for... I'm, I'm still... I have a respect for dogs. Like, don't approach them with your face. You approach them with your hand, like, hand down, if you want to let them smell. And don't mess with them while they're eating. Kind of like women. Yeah. No, no, not all women, I'm just saying... Uh, some women. All women, probably all people, but especially my girlfriend, you do not mess with her while she's eating
0: well that's a good point speaking of dogs i want to bring on our next guest who was recently outed from cnn and has a lot of tea to spill please welcome on the one the only don Lemon. hey don come here don hey ian you don't mind just standing up for a yes. second don just please sit down don welcome to the show my friend So, Don, you know, you've been all over the news. Uh, You recently got fired from CNN, and I believe that you have a statement that you want to read?
1: Yes, you're correct. Please go ahead. Good evening. My name's Donald J. Lemon, and I'm homosexual (laughs) that loves to date white men and get wasted drunk during New Year's on live TV and spew anti-white rhetoric while I watched the ball drop in Times Square. But speaking of balls, I want to say that I wasn't fired from CNN like that white supremacist Tucker Carlson. I also want to make it clear that management didn't have a problem with me wearing this mask at the studios because it's for COVID protection and not a deviant sexual fetish that I love to participate in. I just wanna say again that this mask is for COVID protection and I wasn't wearing it for any sexual pleasure whatsoever. That's after midnight. Also, I'm so proud of the journalism I did up in CNN. I really showed them haters that it's cool to be gay and date a white guy while also being very put off by white people. I put my personal differences aside when I chose my lovers, and that says all you need to know. Sure, I said Nikki Haley is over the hill, but let's be honest, she ain't no Kentucky Fried Spring Chicken either. If you know what I mean, I also want to let you know this isn't the last you've heard of Don Lemon, because this body is way too bootylicious for you thirsty bitches. So you'd know I'll be right back like a Hunter Biden bag of crack. Bye bye CNN, Big Don is about to change the world more than George Floyd did in the summer of love. Stay tuned haters. Wow, Don that was so
0: good, that you did so good here. I wanna give you a little treat for being so good. Oh wow, Donnie, good boy, Donnie. Good boy, good boy. Let me get a little more in there. Oh my gosh, he's so good. Good, good, good Donnie. Good boy, Donnie. Good boy. All right, Donnie, don't eat too much. You're going to get sick. You're going to get sick, Donnie. You're going to get sick. Be very careful. Don't 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 chew. Don't chew too much. Here, just All right, get a little more before you go, Donnie. Just, I know you're going to be hungry. All right, well, good job, Don. You're a good boy. Get out of here. Bye. All right, uh, that was the fabulous Don Lemon. It looks like he has a very bright future. I really appreciate him coming on. I know he's kind of a hot commodity right now. So what did you think about Don?
2: Uh, I liked, uh, that was really kind of weird. Uh,
0: but wasn't I liked, that weird.
2: Uh, that was not that weird. What we- well, was so weird about it? The black mask with the purple. It was, it was the purple that was kind the of the purple.
0: Me. Why? Because is that a royal color? It, it represents
2: you know, a lizard We're talking part about the Byzantines and all that and the Romans. Kind of, and plus, the guy was like, uh, yeah, he was real nice. Back.
0: That here, was kind of weird, too. Here, let's lean back because they don't realize there's a camera up there. Let's oh. see if we can go to the wide shot. Yeah, so let's just kind of get weird right here. So, what was weird about that? Because Don Lemon was eating that food like a dog. Yeah,
2: the weirdest part was that I really liked him.
0: I love Don. Are you kidding? A lot. Of, he gets a lot of hate, and I think it's a little unfair because I mean, his anti-white rhetoric is kind of annoying. But other than that, I mean, he's got great fashion sense. His, I mean, posture. I like his posture his, a lot. His his posture is great. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, my biological father, Tucker. You know, he's going through it right now. What do you think that's all about? I mean, who do you think is going to come out stronger, Don or Tucker?
2: It depends on how much how many weights you lift. Um, probably, if you start getting ripped, it'll it'll like reverberate into your familial lines so tucker
0: oh you think tucker has a higher squat press than don lemon yeah his
2: eye you can see like when he tenses his eyebrows that he's just got massive core strength
0: i know but i look at don lemon's hips and they look just so thick and that's powerful what,
2: that's why i keep bringing it up his posture is his it's kind of like this aggressive alpha male dominant like you just want his hands just gonna grab you with his hands you know
0: like on your sides or on on the outside of your, of your triceps. Oh, yeah, and just yeah. totally dominate you. I mean, you know, let's be honest. Who hasn't had a fantasy of Don Lemon just dominating you all yeah. night? I know, I know JVT has. Speaking of uh, JVT, so do you have some graphics about my uh, biological father, uh, Tucker? Uh, yeah, do you want all the pictures of you and him together? I'm... Yeah, because I kind of want to go walk down memory lane real all quick right. where we kind of sit here and relax. Will Thanks, you play? Man. So a lot of people might not know this, Ian, but my biological father is Tucker Carlson, and I was blessed enough to be on his show three times. And he's spoken about me more than that. So, you know, I've had a few uh, verbal appearances, as you could say. And for me, uh, I'm sad to see him go. I know that he's going to have a bright future. But let's be honest, everybody watches the Boomers. You know, it's all Boomers watching that. Do you really think they're going to go follow him? His diehard fans will. But I I think a lot of people watched him. And I think that's why Hannity has good ratings, because people just keep their TV on.
2: Yeah, a lot of people like his the voice that kind of reminds them of their childhood, so they're always looking back instead of forward. But I think he's such a whirlwind that you just can't help but get sucked into the vortex of Tucker Carlson.
0: Well, everybody makes fun of my voice, but then it gives me a little hope because I do have a nasally, whiny voice sometimes when I start yelling at JVT. But Tucker kind of has a whiny voice, so he gives me a little hope too. That's
2: yeah, dude. He's like nasally and nerdy, but like that's
0: that's like charming. It's a panty dropper. And speaking of, and I know uh, you were talking about this earlier that, you know, relationships are hard. I'm, I'm very blessed to be in a relationship. But, you know, there's a lot of work. I have a lot of work to keep the spark going, to keep the relationship fresh. So how do you keep your relationship going good? Or It's kind of hard, right, Ian? Dating's hard in this modern era. Yeah,
2: communication is the first step. And realize you're the problem. Most I'm it. the problem. You're the yeah, problem. Yeah, for sure. Yes. And, and what it is, is what I thought was when a girl is going to, I'm going to get this right. she's going to come in and augment my stuff and make my life better and easier. And in a way that does happen. But what really is, is you're creating a new life, a new reality of like behavior where you're getting things you used to do, staying up till two, staying up till four, playing video games, uh, doing whatever, watching that show. Like those things are a part of the past. Now it's about like spending time together and
0: building things together. And creating things together, you're going to make me cry, Alex. I know, but it's okay to cry. Let it out. This is an emotional show, but it's hard because I'm telling you now it's like with the internet and we've never seen the long-term effects of it. But I remember when Facebook really blew up that there was all these people that were cheating on their wives because they were like reconnecting with their high school girlfriends. Right? And what does it mean to cheat? Just to think about another girl? just uh... That's a good point. Let's talk about what is cheating because what is cheating? Like, is looking at an OnlyFans model cheating? My girlfriend says yes, so I'm not allowed to do that. But I'm saying that in a way that is cheating. I can't really disagree. You are looking at a girl, but at the same time, I'm not going to go hang her. So, I mean, it's kind of... Kind of a gray area. Yeah, for, I heard that for guys, they're really upset if the girl has sex with another guy
2: because of the whole implications of she can get pregnant by that guy. So it's a no. But if a, if a guy has sex with another girl, it's not as big of a deal as it is to the guy. It's more about the emotional connection. If the guy is bonding emotionally and sending his focus elsewhere, that that's the real cheat. But then I'm like, if I'm watching porn, if I'm thinking about another girl while I'm masturbating, is that like... Is that cheating? And it does kind of feel like it. Like I feel- it does.
0: It does. And we just got a $20 super chat. I appreciate that. But uh, the last thing I'll say is, you know, a key that will unlock any lock is a master lock. And a lock that will unlock from any key is a shitty lock. So that's why there's a double standard with it. But speaking of double standards, I want to welcome on our next guest. He's, uh, he's a former lawyer. He's a viral internet personality. He's a political activist. And the most popular plumber on all of twitter the one the only dc drano rogan welcome to the show how are you doing my friend what's up my fellow pimp on a blimp okay. Hi, rogan. okay and then we're also here with ian i know you're familiar with ian cross so I, I just want to get off with the juicy stuff we like to joke around on the show but what the heck's going on you're suing twitter because you know i'm suing my favorite big booty latina aoc so tell me about your lawsuit
4: I love that you're suing AOC, especially after her reaction today to Tucker uh, getting fired and her commie Marxist, she's such a fascist, she doesn't even realize it. She's literally calling for a journalist critical of a government agent to be censored, and then he was. It's like, that's the stuff we send troops into other countries for. Um, So I'm suing Twitter. Uh, We're actually going to be filing in the Supreme Court in the next- uh, Five weeks. Uh, we filed in the district court. We lost. We appealed to the Ninth Circuit in California. We lost. Um, I'm represented by Harmeet Dillon, and I have emails from the California government where they requested that I specifically be censored. So. This is the Twitter files, right? I just started this two years ago, but it's all government censorship of private citizen voices. So I think we have a slam dunk case once we get out of these hyper-liberal courts,
0: which finally we're getting our first shot. So we'll see what happens. Well, do you think that they're going to mess with your Twitter engagement now? Like, have you seen an increase or decrease in your Twitter engagement since you filed the lawsuit?
4: Well, so no. (laughs) Well, yes, actually a massive increase uh, in, in engagement because Elon unbanned me. I yeah. banned for two years uh, under Vijaya, who you just showed. I love seeing her get grilled. Um, yeah, I was banned for two years for questioning the 2020 election, which is you know a democratic process. Um, and Elon brought me back. Uh, I've you know more than doubled in size in the last few months, uh, over 700 something thousand now. so I mean I'm very appreciative of what Elon Did to bring me back. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. I can win my lawsuit and still have my Twitter. But the lawsuit it's not about me. This is about freedom of speech, because if the Supreme Court hears this case, we'll know in the next two or three months that is going to change everything. This will be the biggest free speech case in decades. I know there's a lot of people that probably say that I promise you this will be because this will set precedent that even the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals has to follow. that if it will shut down the entire government censorship apparatus because you will no longer be able to say, hey, that violates your community guidelines. Right. And then the Twitter's or Facebook or whatever 98% of the time, literally 98% of the time, like, yeah, yeah, it does. It does. It's like mafia stuff. So we're gonna shut that down, hopefully.
0: Well, I mean, listen, I, I'm kind of worried about Twitter not that Twitter's gonna go out of business by any means, but I mean, what, what Elon buys it at 44 billion, now it's worth half that. I mean, do you think that there's gonna be a point where Elon, you know, he's been so great for the, the platform now, but is there gonna be a, a time and this is pure speculation. haven't heard this. But do you think that you know, he could be causing Twitter's demise uh, potentially? Or do you think that he will make it even better? Because this is what they're saying is that the value is going down. And I'm not an economics guy. But that's not good business. You buy a company for $44 billion, And I love Elon. But now it's worth half that. Seems kind of bad. What do you think about all that?
4: Well, I think you know, Facebook is worth half of what it was yeah. a year ago. All tech stocks have taken a dump. Everyone's firing. Disney just laid off another a uh, few thousand people you see nate silver 538 he got laid off they yeah he
0: sucks Five
4: thirty-eight, <laughs> and then fired him uh abc and, and espn and you know disney
1: um
4: so so many companies have had a ton of layoffs so i don't necessarily knock that but Elon is restructuring right yeah. he's not instantly going to turn this thing into a profitable machine after it was effectively a government subsidized daycare for sjw sensors um, it's going to take some time. And I have said this phrase ever since I worked on an Elon deal back in my lawyer days in 2012, uh, never bet against Elon. That guy is, you know, he's very, he's the richest man in the world. Uh, and there's a video on YouTube where he's talking about the most difficult stress inducing decision of his life, where he, it was around the financial crisis and he only had enough money to keep either SpaceX or Tesla alive. Uh, And he couldn't split it and they would both fail or he had to pick one. And like at the last minute, he said he was gonna have a nervous breakdown. And then like at the last minute he got some hundred million dollars, I forget. And and he kept them both alive. There was a time when Tesla and SpaceX were not gonna make it. And now they are two of the most, uh, you know, disruptive economy changing companies in the world today. I I think Elon has a goal uh, for Twitter. I trust what he's doing. And I frankly think that Elon recognizes that if he does not have, uh, if we don't have a digital public square for free speech, that this world is going to get taken over by evil satanic Marxists.
0: And it it basically already is. But did you also see now when that because of the Starship rocket crash, and now the government wants to get involved and try to legislate it and investigate it and shut it down for years, so it's like, ah, it kind of makes you wonder. Okay, so before, enough Elon talk, and I want to get to Ian, but I, I like to start asking our guests, you're very smart, you're you know, an attorney, went to law school, yada, 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 you're very smart, but I like to give our guests riddles to see if they can answer it. So I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to show you this. What has a heart that doesn't beat? A heart that
4: doesn't beat artichokes.
1: Oh my-
0: What the heck? JVT! Did you give him the answer? No, I, I Dude, think... Rogan, you're like, are you how, did you? how did you know that? We just had Ezra Levan on the show. He, what did we ask him? Uh, what was, uh, um, what is his? We asked him, let's see if you can get his if you weren't watching. What is always in front of you, but can't be seen? This is LSAT. Always in front of you, you but sure? you can't see- Yeah! Oh my what? God, hit the bell, hit the bell! Oh, my gosh, you're two for two. Okay, okay, okay. Wow, Rogan. Guys, you're almost better than Joe Rogan. You're my favorite Rogan now. All right, let's get this one. Let's see if we can get three for three. And, and, And if you didn't get this one, you've already won. You're already two for three, so you won, you know, but this is just a bonus round. What can you catch but not throw? And this has to do with, I'll give you a hint, because it's your third one, Dr. Fauci. Let me say that again. What can you, what'd you say? What can you hedge? What can you catch? but not throw. What can you catch? Cold.
1: Oh my God, what the? Jimmy, what is
0: this? Did you give him the answers? Is this a gimmick? Is this a gimmick? I want you to know right now, JVT.
3: I,
4: I, maybe he has chat GPT. Dude, what?
0: Thing. Wow, we got the best riddles and you are three for three. Wow, Rogan, I'm gonna see to let you go because you're so on fire. You're brilliant. Ian, have you ever seen that he answered all those No, riddles.
2: that was the best I've ever seen.
0: Dude, that, you need to clip that, Rogan. That, I, people are going to think that's fake. I can't believe you knew all those riddles. That's insane. I just saying
4: Ian is looking very, uh, he's got a lot of sex appeal right now with that shirt. He's looking fantastic.
2: Thank you, Rogan. It's the lighting. This, look at
4: like the- 1970s, like, rocker, like- Last you know, minute. Doing the news hit on the side. Fantastic. This is why you're here.
2: I've been. I've been instructed to look over here. You got to
0: look at that camera, Ian. That's this your screen. This that is my camera. Screen. Thank and you, And We're Logan. on the blimp. I know we got a bunch of screens, but please get, get in the Continue, conversation. Please. No, no, no. I want you to ask some questions, Ian. You're the. One. Come on. Uh, Tim what Cass made you I'm think
2: more. how sexy I was?
0: Yeah. Why, why did you think pure sex? Because when I think of Ian, I think of. I don't know. Maybe not sex, but like mushrooms. Like I feel like Ian's always kind of you know like a magic mushroom. <laughs> I think he looks like he works at Guitar Center. Okay, see, shut see up, JvT. These are guests. Are you trolling the guests, JvT? I mean, dude, do not. I'm do sorry, this. but he looks like he looks like works at dude, Guitar Center. I'm done, dude. I don't care. If you had some wrestler come it, throw at me. I'd like to see it, him. His ass is like gone. A, thank God. Uh, I'm not worried about his. Rogan's
4: worse vibe, I think.
0: Well, you're good at riddles, Rogan. I, so,
2: what's the answer to this one? How do we fix the global economy?
4: Uh-huh. Um we take out BlackRock. You know what? Here's what we do. We put a cap on how much these investment firms can actually oversee. We cap it at like a $100 billion so that someone like BlackRock can't have... Uh, how many trillions of dollars do they oversee where you just have such a disproportionate amount of influence on the economy? You know, these corporations are effectively beca-
0: Rogan, Rogan, I got to cut you off. Did you see this conspiracy? Is that Dominion is owned by BlackRock. They own 47 million shares of Dominion. And then BlackRock owns 50 million shares of Fox News. So what do you think about that? Essentially, did BlackRock sue itself to get rid of the number one talk show host that was speaking against basically the multinational corporations that are ruining the world? Huh.
4: (laughs) Uh, I noticed that one of the biggest shareholders of Norfolk Southern... Uh, when they just agreed to light the chemicals on fire so they could get the trains moving again, the, one of the top three shareholders was BlackRock. So, and and the BlackRock founder Larry Fink sits on the board of the WEF, and uh, we saw that BlackRock increased its ownership stake in Fox News from like twelve and a half to fifteen plus percent, which by the way is about one point three five billion dollars worth of stock. So. Uh, When you're a public company like that and you actually own, you know, that doesn't sound like a lot. Fifteen percent. Right. That is massive. Yeah. Uh, That probably dwarfs every other shareholder. And so then you get a disproportionate amount of influence on picking the board members. The board members are then going to pick the executives and someone like the Murdoch's. Right. So it's run by the Sun, I believe. Rupert might be on the border, but it's at least Lachlan and, and the other one. Of course, they're going to do what the biggest shareholders say because otherwise, they're going to get booted from their own namesake company. So, uh, yeah, when when you follow the money on a lot of the world's worst events in the last few years, uh, BlackRock is certainly tied into it, and um, uh, obviously, big pharma as well. I think Uh, BlackRock was is huge.
2: I think BlackRock controls about 120 trillion in in. Market supply.
4: So, so 120 trillion? Something like that. Yeah, yeah it's like it was like two well, to
2: three times more than Vanguard, I think. Well, it's BlackRock. It Maybe 10 times more than Vanguard. But, yeah.
0: but this is what they say that BlackRock is causing all of the housing market to artificially be inflated because if BlackRock didn't buy all these houses, the, the cost of a home would be a lot cheaper. I was on an airplane, and I'm not even kidding, I almost was sick, I just gotta tell the story real quick. There's two older guys were sitting in front of me, and one guy, I clearly heard him say, I bought my first house for $16,000 and sold it for $3 million. I heard a guy say, he could have been full of crap, I just overheard him say it, but the guy was old as crap. I mean, I'm not not that it's a big deal, but can you imagine living in a world where you could buy a house for $50,000? Mm-hmm. And I mean, we don't have that ability anymore. Small boss middle- house. Saying the middle class is From dead so so i think tucker's
4: four million to like 150 million in less than 20 years i mean um you know things are going to appreciate there's a whole issue with you know the federal reserve or whatever but uh yeah i remember reading these articles two or three years ago it's like blackrock is gonna own your home and you're just gonna be a permanent renter and i was like all right sounds a little out there how much damage could they could they really do and then a year later we saw housing prices just run into the stratosphere and what they did is they put money into these other companies like, like Zillow has its own house buying company. There's a few others and they would just buy these houses sight unseen.
0: Zillow bought too many houses. Remember they got in trouble. They kind of overextended themselves, I believe Rogan.
4: Well, and here's the issue. Now they're selling them, right? So now housing prices in certain markets are going to tank, but uh, yeah, they, they, they are open with what they want to do. Agenda 2030, you will own nothing and you will be happy. We are getting a mouthful of what that is like, currently. They only have, what, five, six years left, seven years. Um, and yeah, we 2024, if we don't win in 2024, I am afraid that we are screwed beyond uh, repair.
2: Vivek Ramaswamy mentioned that too, that we should be re- repositioning our index funds away from BlackRock and Vanguard. So whether or not we can legislate that BlackRock can't control more than 100 billion, because they're they're multinational. I don't know how the US government could could force them, but I mean, we at least, in order to operate within the states, maybe we could put some.
4: We just did it in Florida. Uh, they they pulled out it, uh, our investment funds for like pensions from companies that uh, engage in DEI and ESG and you know CRT and whatever. So Florida already started that. Uh, I believe Texas has done it as well because these, these they're they're anti oil. Uh, a lot of these big investment firms. You know, they're, they're just leftist regimes that don't get voted in and, and force this stuff onto people. So uh, and and that's why I think the Bud Light boycott was so effective, because we finally got a successful shot back at this agenda so that there is now going to be pushback from executives against BlackRock and others being like, I, I can't do this. I'm going to lose my business. if So now we're that's why even if but like donates to some of us or whatever, we have to have scalps to, to set the tone that conservatives boycott too. And if you cross the line, if you come after our kids, if you try and shove radical leftist culture down our throats, there's going to be consequences.
0: Yeah, I mean, sadly, I just feel like this ideology is almost taken over. And we talk about this. I just talked to Ezra about it. The new world order, where it's kind of, I believe they actually go so deep. They want us to be basically like one race and one sex and that's kind of what this like transgender demonic thing is they basically it's like um it comes from the devil it's basically baphomet you ever see baphomet from the bible it's just like the devilish figure he has his hand like this as above so below and baphomet has female breasts but the torso of a man and that's kind of like these people like hillary clinton it goes to the Tower of Babel, right? So in the Tower of Babel, Nimrod wants to build a kingdom to heaven to basically kill God. And what God did is he made them, broke them up all into tribes where they couldn't communicate with each other. And so what these new world order globalists want to do is they want to reverse engineer the Tower of Babel. And they want us to be under one ruler, you know, one group working together to basically defeat God. And that's why they like the worship of That's why they love abortion. That's why they love the transgender stuff. It's actually based in, uh, you know, a lot of demonic teachings that these people worship. So what do you think about that? Like the influence of, you know, demonic stuff. And then you look at Jeffrey Epstein, you look at Marina Abramovich, who's best friends with Hillary and Bill Gates and all these connections. Where does the occult and Satanism come into uh, the New World Order, in your opinion?
4: I mean, I think that's that's the underlying foundation of what's driving these people. And it's tough for people like us to to comprehend that we're like, uh, of course, evil is bad, uh, mutilating children is bad, abortion is bad. I mean, why would anyone but these people, they explicitly want a lower population in the world. Um, and uh, we just saw what, you know, they did. With these vaccines, it was the greatest kind of psyop ever committed against humanity. Now they're trying to be like, "Well, we didn't force you per se." Uh, it, it, it's 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 a battle of good versus evil. That's all this is. This this is no longer. And and Tucker, I love watching his recent speeches because he's kind of awakened to this. And I think it was you know at least a few years back. But this isn't just Republicans versus Democrats. This is good versus evil. And my enemies in this are not the purple haired freaks who i believe are just brainwashed and and don't even understand you know in in the words of jesus forgive them father they know not what they do uh it's the people pulling the strings at the top and so you know when i hear people say civil wars i'm like "No, no, no no i have nothing i have no beef against them obviously stay away from the kids and you know we want the best for you but the people controlling the puppet strings at the top on both sides republican and democrat those are the people that I want us to focus on.
0: No, and that's a great point. It's like the people are like, oh, Alex, you do this to own the libs. No, really, I try to do my humor to almost wake up the libs, just kind of culture jam the libs so that we can actually kind of meet in the middle because really, I think more people are actually more moderate and in the middle. Even people that are liberal leftists, like you said, they have their blue hair. That's what they think is the right decision. But if they actually look into it, you know, in their political beliefs, I think we actually align more of a, most people are probably more in the populist, uh, you know, kind
4: of if we had politics elections, it's it's a landslide. and And I will give you a lot of credit. You know, I remember first posting some of your stuff a, a couple years ago. um and and I remember you messaged me, you're like, "Hey, man, like I love what you're doing. You know, I wish I kind of you know had that. And I'm like,, yep. Dude, what you're doing is so much more important because you're out there at these meetings. I think it's tough to quantify and measure it, but I really think that you had a massive impact on stopping. This vaccine and lockdown and mask mandate insanity, because when you have someone like you wearing, uh, you know, the swimsuit or or put a vaccine in my arm, put a vaccine on that, A, it's catchy, B, that you cannot deny the effectiveness of that.
0: Wow. All right, DC, I got to let you go. You were three for three on the Riddles. You're our smartest guest so far. And Ezra, I don't mean to, if you're watching this, Ezra, you're a brilliant man yourself. But I mean, this guy, all three. So tell the people where they can find you. I know you got millions of followers, but how uh, the people can support you uh, before you go.
4: Yeah, DC underscore Drano stands for Draining the DC Swamp. So, um, you know, hopefully my posts will find you because I put something out there that got spread around and you won't have to go find me.
0: Awesome. Well, you are the man. Once again, Rogan, thank you for hooking me up with OAN. Thank you for everything you've done for me. You've always been a class act, and I really appreciate you giving me any guidance and help. You are a, a real, true patriot and badass. Thanks, Rogan. Bye, Rogan. Love you, I man.
4: Well, both of you boys. Talk to you later.
0: All right. Wow, that was DC Drano. Ian, that was a crazy show. Can you believe it's already over? Uh, that's shocking to me. I could go for another two hours. I know. You do the two-hour show. We do the hour-long show. Because, we, listen, and this is another thing to not keep on talking about Tim Cast. but this is somebody that I actually talked to The Blaze about is that I wanted my show purposefully, is that a word, purposefully? Yeah. okay I wanted it to be the show that airs before Tim's, like we're about to get off the air. And oh yeah, Tim's about, about to go, to go live. That's what I'm saying. Seamus will be on tonight. Yeah, everybody. so guys, everybody after this, go check out Tim Cast. Make sure to check out the great shows on The Blaze, like Donald Trump would say, but also go support Tim because Tim is one of the best independent content creators. And then you look at Ian who's right there with him in there it doesn't matter you guys can make fun of Ian he's gonna overcome it and you guys make fun of me and I'm gonna overcome it because that's one thing I'm not a role model but I try to tell people you got to unapologetically be yourself and you do that really well take
2: it not personally if possible breathe allow people to express themselves nothing that anyone says or does is because of you they're experiencing their own reality and you are great
0: well why is that why do people sometimes hate uh, online you think Is it a self thing? Because I've done that before. I've I've
2: left a mean comment on somebody before. Part of it, I think, is the frequency coming out of the machine itself is driving people crazy.
0: Yeah, we need to get into frequencies, because guys, there is frequencies and wavelengths and sounds that our ears and eyes cannot even see right now, so... It's kind of weird. There's a whole world around us that we don't even know about. Oh man, we talk about demos, the demon, democracy, that demos,
2: the people and like the centralization of authority and the tower bet. We should just go harder, deeper. Tomorrow, faster, yeah, and we're stronger. going
0: deep tomorrow. We don't have any guests, so tomorrow is going to be the Ian Crossland hour. We're going to get in the woods. So please tomorrow night, we got Ian back. And we got uh, we have a short interview with Kimberly Guilfoyle as well. Excuse me, sorry, uh, my producer's in my ear. That idiot, Jimmy. But all right, we end the show the same GBT. way every time. Wait, hold on. Oh, oh God! Oh my God! What the hell? Where did you come from, Danny? Please! Oh God! Please stop! You called me please, Jimmy Jimmy Jimmy. Ow, Danny, My back! My back! I'm
1: sorry, Jimmy. Jimmy, my back! I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All
4: right, now do your
1: rap and don't call me Jimmy. I'm to do
0: my back and my vertebrae. It feels it feels like dislodge. All right, this is the we end the show the same way every time. It's a free finale. I love Jimmy, my producer. You're so great. I love Jimmy. JVT. He went to Princeton State. I love JVT so much. He's so smart. He went to Princeton. Ah! I'm sorry, JBT he's so smarty, JBT's so pretty, and JBT's not a homosexual, he's straight, and, and he, he's a really good guy. He just messes up because he has a bunch of issues, but we're working those out. I love you. JBT, and thank you for watching. I, I'm, I'm gonna be here tomorrow. My back is gonna be a little bad. I might be in a wheelchair, but please if you guys give like a super chat or anything whatever, you know, don't even give anything, but. Just thank you for watching. All right, I'm gonna lie down.